just recorded that noise. <laughs> I'm actually dead. That was not intentional. And Skylar was like <laughs> clearing my throat. <laughs> but I'm going to keep it because oh, that keep was. It. I'm sure you guys would love to hear gold. As I clear my disgusting throat. Oh my God, that was just spot on. I loved that. Love that for us. That's my new favorite saying. <laughs> I wish I could like save that noise <laughs> and put it on every episode. <laughs> Our new intro. <laughs> everybody Uh, welcome welcome if if you weren't deterred by that (laughs) then i don't know what will i think you're here to stay (laughs) also i'm like hot anyway you say you're hot yeah it's because it's 113 degrees outside so hot hello (laughs) (laughs) this is my sauna welcome 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 um hi this is teacher's talk this is teacher's talk and my name is taylor i am skylar and we're re-recording an episode today because oh, that's I, <laughs> I did not like the way that I framed things last time. Yeah. So I texted Skylar and I was like, hey, how do you feel about starting over? <laughs> um, I said it's your episode, so yes. you do you. So here we are. Take two of this information. <laughs> there you go. But this time it's so much cooler. Why are we cool today, We're Skylar? so cool today because it's legitness it's we are now legit podcasters yeah um, we are we have mic stands what is that what you would call yes. these things i so think that so i'm gonna take we, a picture of it yes we no longer have to hold our microphones um yeah because last episode i think yeah we last episode like, yeah you had heard some like mic feedback whatever feedback and it's probably because I hold my mic because and it's more comfortable. I don't stop moving. And yeah, so we we decided uh, to splurge, even though it wasn't a splurge. <laughs> yeah, no. We thought it would be, but I, these yeah. things costed, what, $15? $15, so we could have done this a year ago. For sure. But I just fine. never thought about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, all like these super cool podcast people have mic like stands. So I'm like, no, they've got to be like super expensive. Yeah. No, it literally took what? Two seconds to yep. set up. Mm-hmm. It reaches across the whole desk and I don't have to touch my mic now. Yep. So, and we can sit up straight and we can sit up straight, yeah. practice that good posture. Cause the last time we recorded this, we were like Hunch hunched <laughs> over and it was just, we were not vibing no. that day. No, we were not. So that's why you get this one, which is going to be a 10 out of 10, the phrase of 2021. Yeah. 2022. Two. <gasps> that's the second time I've done that. Is it? Because I remember I emailed. Um, oh, that's right. Our you friend. Said 2021. I said 2021. I think I'm a year behind. Yeah. I'm still. I did that with 2020. My brain, it's 2020 for me, honestly. Ooh. It's hard to concept. I don't like it. They were already halfway through, essentially, halfway through oh 2022. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. insane. Yes, it is. I mean, I'm happy. I like 2022. I'm a big fan so far. I'm looking forward to 2023. Oh, yeah, because you're getting married. Married and hopefully pregante. Mm. <laughs> Wait, are you going to... We'll what? discuss this after. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Pause, pause, pause. <laughs> <laughs> we have this whole plan. Don't worry, everybody. It's fine. It's fine. We're... Yeah. I did take a fertility thing, though. <gasps> did you get the results? No, they did. They got my test in. Like, they emailed me. Aww. They said, we got yours. It should... We should be testing it okay. within the next 10 days. Oh, my gosh. So, just shout out to Modern Fertility. Yeah. Made it super easy. Just go online. You take this quiz. Um, it, they t- You tell them, like, you know, if you want kids within the next two years or if you're not trying to get pregnant, whatever it might be, and you do a quick little um, blood sample... I said quick, but it's not quick. <laughs> yeah. Make sure your heart rate yeah, is elevated, seriously. according to Skylar. You need like eight drops of blood from your um, finger. But anyway, they made it really week, easy. So. And, and I'm excited to see what's going on inside my body. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm going to do my next week and see how it goes. Yeah. I'm really glad you did it first, though. I am nervous. I well with the whole blood droppy thing. Oh, the I'm, blood, like, yeah. I'm glad you that you learned yes. to get your heart rate up. Yeah, so. you really do. Yeah, and I feel like all of this stemmed from like natural cycles and like tracking our cycle oh, and then reading yeah. like in the flow. So I refer mean, back to our in the flow episode. <laughs> hint, it's hint. all been such a good journey, and I know everyone hates that word, but like it's a it has. 
It's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> Love Anywho, it. should we get to business today? Business, yeah. Wait, uh, can I do one shout out yeah, before go for um, it. before we start? Please. Because I think Anna Jackson listens to us. I hope <gasps> she does. Yes. Just want to say congrats to Anna Jackson. She got engaged. Woo-hoo! We ow, love ow. you. And yeah, so just happy for her. It's so exciting. I don't think she was expecting it. I'm looking forward to talking to her about it, but I don't Same. think she's expecting it. And we're really happy for you. It was so just, congrats. she texted us at like, what, eight, nine o'clock. Yeah. She was like, she's I got like, engaged guys, an hour ago. I got engaged. <laughs> we're like, hold on. What? <laughs> Which made me feel real bad because I Why? never texted her when I got engaged last oh, summer. But that and was I remember when like, she did, she didn't, she wasn't on social media mm. either. So when That's I showed right. up for the first day of work, and, and everyone knew and everyone knew yeah. she was like um what <laughs> sorry surprise i'm so sorry but yeah congratulations but anyway, anna yes. just so wanted to say that you. before we dove in that's a good one yeah okay cool. so today we are going to cover a book that i read called lost at school this was the book that i started back in washington dc and i'm really excited to do this again because mm-hmm. i feel like i did not give a good overview last time Um, This book is super detailed and there's like so many contents to it. So I highly, highly recommend that you read it um, as a teacher or even as like administration. This is a really good book. So first things first, I wanted to talk about why I read this book in the first place. And this was actually recommended to both Skylar and I from Ardina students like what, April-ish? I think so because she was stepping... um she was starting to take on kind of the role for next year. Right. It seemed like she like was shadow. Yeah, she was shadowing, kind of getting a grip on it. So I think when she talked to us is when she recommended this book. Yeah. And not only is she our friend, but she's also uh we we are on the student study team. So that's basically like uh, I don't know how to describe the student study team. Like um, it's, it's like, like the prequel to to uh, like an evaluation, if need be, like a five hundred four yes. IEP, mm-hmm. or just like staying on an SST. Yeah. Like, okay, so maybe I didn't know how to describe it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm just thinking in terms of if you have a student who you start noticing some discrepancies, you mm-hmm. start an SST on that student, right? And then you follow through with the SST, and then if it continues, then it can change into an IEP, a five hundred four after they've been evaluated but yep. the the SST is that first step yeah so Skylar does like four or five grade levels I do two three and then there's another woman that does k1 mm-hmm. but the dean of students is the overseer and she just happened to I don't know how she stumbled upon this book or the author but she read the book lost at school um and she also did a training with it and she loved it mm-hmm. and our current fill in for the dean of students because <laughs> Our original dean of students for last year went on maternity leave so then our coach took over and he did a great job but he, he also loved this book so from hearing just really good things I wanted to pick it up and I ordered it and I will jump on the bandwagon mm-hmm. and say that it is a phenomenal book and I think it's well worth the read because I love love and logic so much but this is like a step up yeah from that yeah so which I will get into later Mm because it does mention it so why bring this up with you guys like why is this relevant to other teachers obviously I'm sharing it with you because as we've said time and time again half of teachers are leaving the profession within the first four to five years and this book even goes on to say that teachers are leaving because of kids with behavioral challenges and their parents being cited as one of the major reasons that they're leaving Mm -hmm. which I understand I can I can I can fully understand I think when people ask us about our job and you know understanding that it's a challenging job but they often don't realize how challenging it is with the parents that is a good portion of where stress comes from and I hate to say it and obviously it's not every parent but we just you get you get some parents that rightfully so they want certain things for their children. But when you have a class of 30 kids, it doesn't make life easy. It does not make life easy. No, And there's just, we're in this world where there's a lack of trust Mm -hmm. in education and in teachers as a whole. Yeah. And so, I mean, that quote I think is spot on. Mm -hmm. Like if you were to survey 
teachers like in an exit interview I'm Mm -hmm. sure that that's one of the top ranking things among many other (laughs) (laughs) many unsolved systemic issues yep Yep. Uh, but let's just dive into this book and talk about kind of what's going on and what it's I don't want to say promoting yeah I feel like it kind of is promoting something though (laughs) so Basically, the premise of this book is that kids with behavioral challenges are lacking important skills that differs from the standard way of thinking, quote, if a child wants to do it, they'll do it. So we're kind of stuck in this era of like, well, if Johnny wants to do it, he's going to do it. Like Mm -hmm. he should be intrinsically motivated to do the math assignment Mm -hmm. or what have you. Um, But that's not necessarily the case for every child in your classroom. Some of them. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I think we all know our kids that will just do it because they want to, but not all of them have the skills to do those things. So that's what this book is saying. It's kind of changing this philosophy into, well, they'll do it if they want to, to more of a, let's find these unsolved problems and lacking skills that a child is having and help them build skills to get to a certain spot. So like I was saying, it's kind of like love and logic, but better because it gives you more tools. Better than love and logic? I feel like it's an add-on to love and logic. Okay. Okay, okay. this is so cool. I'm like moving I it, know. but I'm scared it's going to pick up I, I was I couldn't see past my microphone <laughs> to my computer, so I was like, I got to move this. Well, and I saw like you do it, so I was like, if you can do it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> if you can do it, I can do it. <laughs> so I guess should we call this a program just for like lack of a better word to describe it if it gives you like the tools and stuff for like how love and logic does then yes I would say it's a program yeah it's it's a model okay so I mean he kind of calls it the collaborative proactive solutions model so the CPS model Mm -hmm. so yeah it's basically like a solution to a model challenging program. behaviors yeah okay and I didn't even read the whole title so this is lost at school why our kids with behavioral challenges are falling through the cracks and how we can help them and it was written by Ross W. Green who is a PhD so good, good for you, you. <laughs> <laughs> we're both like mm-hmm. good for you yeah no. no matter what now I'm I praise anybody who gets their doctorate or Same. PhD because master's was hard enough as it was right so, well and I had a zoom chat with my college gal pals yesterday for oh, like nice. two hours it was so fun um but one of them Kayla is going through med school right now oh, gosh. she's like yeah okay so I'll be done in December with med school and then I have to do the matching program so that's another year and then after that I go into residency which is another life. I was like when does it end? I know when like, does, does it, it end? end? <laughs> so anyway off tangent but I just thought good for them. Yes good because for you. I don't know if that's in my um in the stars for I don't, me. I don't I don't foresee it. I don't either. <laughs> um so kind of building off of what we've already talked about how kids are lacking skills I want to mention that the skills that are referred to throughout this book are not necessarily academic domains. So like reading, writing, and arithmetic. This focuses more on children who have difficulty regulating their emotions, um, students that struggle with considering the outcomes of some of their actions before Mm -hmm. they act. Um, It also talks about students who lack skills with understanding how one's behavior affects others. Uh, challenges with having the words to let people know something's the matter and students that struggle with changes in a plan in like a flexible manner. So like if you change the schedule, Mm -hmm. they're not too keen about that. And I feel like everyone has students like this. Yeah. Everyone. Absolutely. I can pinpoint many students. (laughs) Yeah. So this episode today is going to be focused on kind of the big umbrella of what we're trying to tackle and then if I have time which last time we did this I Mm -hmm. did not um but there's like a big chunk a big takeaway which is called plan b which I want to delve into in detail I just don't know if I'll be able to Mm -hmm. so we're gonna try (laughs) we're just gonna go for it go for it so how the cps model works it's based off the philosophy that kids do well if they can which I 
had to relearn. Mm -hmm. I was running off of the idea that they'll do it if they want to for so long. Mm -hmm. And I think that's natural as a teacher. Right. We yeah. talked about like intrinsic, extrinsic motivation. Yeah, it's just kind of like, well, if they want to, they'll do it. They're going to do it. Yeah. But then I, after reading this book, I look back on some of my students who just did not have skills, like mm-hmm. did not have the tools that they needed to actually succeed in areas. So for so long as kind of a society, and when I say society, I I will be speaking to the American society because yeah. I don't know what education looks like elsewhere, although I am reading the book on Finland. <laughs> so <you> that <laughs> will be in an upcoming episode. Shout out to you, Paige. Thanks for the rec. <laughs> um, but we believe that a child isn't doing well because they don't want to. So like, oh, they're not motivated. They don't want to be motivated. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Just push them off to the side, mm-hmm. which is not true. No. Not Especially always. as I get older, like there are barriers that are blocking children from succeeding Mm -hmm. so we make it our goal as educators to make the kid want to do well yeah and of course this is done through rewards and punishment how many different rewards and punishments have we used right oh yeah ladders those fuzzies coupons store like you name it and especially i feel like we talk about it in every episode yeah just how these things don't work but yeah, it's like second nature. It is. For us to put those things in place, mm-hmm. which is frustrating because. And it's also for parents too. I feel like it's yes. just an automatic, they did something good. All right, let's reward them, which that's not what we're saying is not to do that, I guess. But I think um, for so long, it's just seen as like training someone to do something by giving right them. i just see it as training a dog like well, and that's exactly what the author says yeah. like rewards and punishment basically have two goals mm-hmm. so one it's to teach a kid basic lessons about right and wrong ways to behave yeah like training a dog mm-hmm. right like nope can't go to the bathroom inside you gotta go outside mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah and two the other goal that rewards and punishment have is to give kids an incentive to behave the right way mm-hmm. which we all know lasts 0.2 seconds <laughs> Because they get tired of a quarter and they want a dollar. Yeah. Or they get tired of a sticker and now they want a lollipop. Mm-hmm. And then that lollipop changes into an eraser. And then the eraser turns and then you yeah, know where it goes. Yeah, it just, just snowballs. Yep. It just grows and grows and grows. And now we have teachers that are doing like these, don't get me wrong and don't come at me, these beautiful like systems mm-hmm. of rewards, but also like, are you actually reaching the kids that need to be reached? Mm-hmm. You know, like, because I think of... um the desk pet because that's like very trendy yeah I feel like that's the one you bring up every yeah. time because I've just never used it yeah, and same. like I found it to be interesting like I was enticed by it but like when you think about it and because I've used something similar like the fuzzy system mm-hmm. where you just pass out a fuzzy to whoever is behaving like you aren't teaching the kids that are lacking the skills how to do the right thing mm-hmm. you're just kind of like not shaming them but shaming them in a way yeah mm-hmm. like it's not public shaming but it's like you know and intri- like internally they're thinking oh i i don't i'm not gonna be able to get the fuzzy because i don't know how to raise my hand yeah. or what have you mm-hmm. so we need to change our philosophy from a kid will do well if they want to to kids will do well if they can so that's kind of like the new mantra mm-hmm. <laughs> write it down i need to like post it that mm-hmm. somewhere in my classroom because you we all know how it is you mm-hmm. get into the middle of the year and you're like well Johnny's gonna do well if he wants to but does he have the tools mm-hmm. is what you should be asking yourself so let's talk about lagging skills because you might be sitting here thinking like well what skills is a child potentially lagging in my classroom and how can I help them and we will get to the how can I help them later on but some of these lagging skills like I didn't necessarily think of mm-hmm. right away because it's just some things come naturally to you. Like for you, it's math. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's not. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so um, we don't necessarily know what's a, what skills a child is lagging unless we do what's called an ALSUP. And if we don't know what they're lagging, we can't really help them. So an ALSUP which I can get into detail about later is a form that helps you uncover what skills 
they're lacking Mm. or lagging in. So it can be anything from difficulty handling transitions and shifting from one mindset or task to another. A student could be having difficulty doing things in a logical sequence. A child could have difficulty persisting on challenging or tedious tasks. That's a big one. Poor sense of time. Difficulty maintaining focus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all of them. Literally I'm just all kidding. of them. <laughs> Difficulty considering the likely outcomes or consequences of actions being impulsive. Mm. Difficulty considering a range of solutions to a problem. Difficulty expressing concerns, needs, or thoughts in words. Difficulty of understanding what is being said, so like a language barrier. Difficulty managing emotional response to frustration. So as to think rationally, so like not using your head and not using your heart kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Um, Chronic irritability or anxiety significantly impedes the capacity for problem solving. Difficulty seeing the grays, so they're concrete, literal, black Mm -hmm. and white thinkers. Difficulty deviating from routine, which is... I struggle with myself as Mm -hmm. an adult. Mm -hmm. And the list goes on. Like there are a lot of skills that a child needs. Non-academic skills. Non-academic skills Mm -hmm. that they need to have. Like as simple as following a routine, Mm -hmm. you know, and that could really throw them. Or not being able to see a problem from someone else's perspective. Mm -hmm. Like not being able to put themselves in someone else's shoes to see how it's affecting everybody else. So that is a full list um, that you can actually go to. If you go to livesinthebalance.org, it has the ALSUP form that you can print off. And I will talk about that more in depth later. But just know like this whole book is about uncovering these unsolved problems, aka lagging skills. And some things that we need to realize is that many kids have a really hard time figuring out what's frustrating them Mm -hmm. and they don't know that they're lagging these skills. So it's kind of like, I don't want to say on us, but I feel like it is a responsibility to help them uncover what they're lacking. Well, and as teachers, we say we're we're here to form souls, right? We're here to shape them as humans, not just academics. So it is on us as well as parents to shape how they handle these certain situations and some have more skills than others based on households and and routines at home but it is it's it's up to the teacher as well as parents to form them and help them with these skills as humans is it weird that I feel like I don't maybe it's because we're like new teachers (laughs) I just feel like when I was growing up, I didn't have many teachers that, like, recognized that I was a human. Mm. Like, in my younger years, yes. Like, Mrs. Horton absolutely knew I was oh, a human yeah. and, like, treated me as such and helped me develop, like, social skills that mm-hmm. I needed to develop. Whereas, like, later on in middle and high school, which is basically what this book is about, is, like, upper yeah. grades. Mm-hmm. Um, there weren't many teachers that, like, spoke to my soul mm. and, like helped me uncover problems in which I was going through yeah I would say that stood out to me I had three in my high school out of like how many oh (laughs) you know what that's false I had like four oh or five okay now that I'm thinking about it well that's great Um, clearly you went to a better school than I did (laughs) (laughs) that's yeah I just I feel like I haven't had many but the ones that I did have are Mm. like very memorable yeah and I just as teachers, we need to be forming souls, mm-hmm. like you said, and uncovering these problems to help them develop and grow as human beings. Yeah. Um, children, many of do know what's frustrating in them, but they can't think of more than one solution to a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they're very impulsive. We know this. I don't say. Kids, <laughs> impulsive? Nah. Even if they could think of more than one solution to a problem, they've probably already plunged forward on the first idea that popped into their head. Mm-hmm. Uh, Many kids have trouble finding the words to tell someone what's the matter. And I remember last time we discussed this one, it surprised you, but Mm -hmm. I wrote down uh, that you shouldn't use the reminder, use your words with a child, especially if that child does not have the words to say. Yeah. So I think about our ELL students, Mm -hmm. right? Like 
if you go to them and they're hysterically crying and you say use your words Mm -hmm. they're gonna look at you like i don't know what words really yeah yeah Yeah, that did surprise me because i i say that a lot you know when someone is upset and it's like okay just Mm -hmm. tell me like what are you feeling use words use words right but it is a good reminder that they might not have the right words to explain how they're feeling or don't know how to say it like don't know how to describe it Mm -hmm. i don't remember where i read it but someone was like refer back to their body like where they feel it on their body i don't Mm -hmm. remember who said that i don't know but i used that with one of my students and she was like in my stomach Mm -hmm. i was like are you stressed (laughs) she was like actually yeah probably which i may have like put that into her head Mm -hmm. thinking back on it but at least kind of it helped me navigate navigate, yeah Mm -hmm. what was happening so thus far we've covered a bunch of lacking or lagging skills that students may have within your classroom and you might be thinking okay so that's great taylor like sounds good Mm, kids are yeah (laughs) what do i do about kids lacking in skills like how do i as a teacher help them grow in this area so as I mentioned before, and I gave you this paper, Skylar, mm-hmm. the very first thing that you're going to do as a teacher and you notice a child is lacking, let's say, in the ability to like not be impulsive. <laughs> <laughs> because it's relevant to all of us, right? What's the opposite of impulsive? I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a word that Calm. would... <laughs> Calm. Not. Opposite. One in which that does not call out. <laughs> someone who raises their hand right someone who answers things calmly and doesn't call out at me definitely googling it uh cautious or premeditated cautious or premeditated yeah because they think about before they act Mm -hmm. i'm impulsive (laughs) i'm just gonna say it teachers if you're listening to this that you've taught me before (laughs) you never taught me how to not be impulsive because As I've learned in my adult life, as I try to sell my house, is mm. I am so impulsive. Yeah. But I'm also an like, Aries, so... Mm, that's that. That's not my fault. <laughs> you can blame my parents. <laughs> For giving birth to you in the month um, of Not April. to get, like, super far off track, but you and I need to revisit the um, Zodiac mm-hmm. stuff because you're a Leo, but you're not a Leo. Yeah. But that could be because we watched this explained on Netflix all about, like, astrology okay and it was saying like there's a rising sign uh-huh. and then there's like where the moon and the sun were at the time and day of your birth oh that all has to play into it so like maybe you're a leo but not like a leo but because of other yes aspects that maddening that's so crazy <laughs> no i know we went pretty into depth in our zodiacs when we were um in dc with my former so student and she's we a were, taurus she's a taurus what was her mom again I can't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember, but we all went into the signs because I, I said it. I'm, I'm technically a Leo, but I do not classify myself as a Leo by any means. And um, You're not, though. I'm I can not. I can back you on that. Yeah, and if you were to get... I am the Leo, like the positives of Leo is what I am, right? Or whatever we called it. Not the positives, but there was like the... Oh, the strength. The strengths mm-hmm. of a Leo. I would agree that I am the strengths of the Leo, but the weaknesses of a Leo, I would not agree that I'm those weaknesses at all. Because it was like stubborn and like... Uh, Isn't it like conceited? Something like that. Yeah, Part, that's... Whatever it was. But I was like, I'm not that stubborn. I'm very easygoing, <laughs> usually. <laughs> and uh, you can kind of boss me around a little bit. And I take it. I <laughs> Really? I Yes. It's taken up until I'm 26 years old to like stand up for myself in certain things that uh, yeah but that's fair <laughs> anyway anyway we are not um a podcast about zodiac signs so don't jokes on you actually we are <laughs> a year teacher into zodiac switching teachers talk zodiac, zodiac signs. signs let us tell you your future anywho back what, on track what were we talking about um so step one we're still on step one okay step one <laughs> we're definitely gonna make this a two-parter yes. because I don't want to talk you guys. So this off. is step one of this is literally step one of I'm noticing a discrepancy yeah, in kind of like a social emotional skill. Okay, like Johnny can't. I don't, he's having difficulty sitting in his seat mm-hmm. during or math I, or I during center. Who had a hard time explaining why she was crying? Would that be one? Yeah, but it needs to be 
I'll read this. Okay. And then, because it has to be specific. Okay. And whatnot. So gotcha. there is a ton of information in this book. And I'm just going to kind of state the general guidelines of the ALSUP. But please, 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 if this sounds like even remotely interesting to you, like, yeah. Read the book. Okay. Because I am not Ross W. Green. <laughs> Ross W. Green. And he it. clearly knows it much better than I do. But an ALSUP is the Assessment of Lagging Skills and Unsolved unsolved Problems. Again, I highly suggest you pull up the sheet that I gave you, Skylar, on yeah. livesinthebalance.org. Okay. I will also link it on the show notes so you guys just know where to go and pull it up. You should actually pull it up as I'm reading this. But this is a discussion guide for you. Actually, can I steal your paper so yes. I don't have to click on the link? That you can. Thank you. So it's formatted with kind of checks, check boxes. But this is intended as a dis- discussion guide rather than a freestanding checklist or rating scale. This should be used to identify specific lagging skills and unsolved problems that pertain to a particular child. Again, this is not just like, oh, you have trouble with this. You have mm-hmm. trouble with this. You have trouble with this kind of like what you would see on a yeah this is more of like okay I'm gonna sit down because we have two teachers in one classroom mm-hmm. I'm gonna sit down with Claudette or what have you with Skylar mm-hmm. whoever has this child in their classroom and go through each check so we'd sit down at the round table and be like okay Skylar does Johnny have difficulty maintaining focus mm-hmm. if the answer is yes we would check it off and the goal with that would be to kind of go into more depth about that unsolved problem. Okay. So the wording of the unsolved problem that you see here should contain no challenging behavior. So if you go through this checklist and you're like, okay, Johnny has difficulty maintaining focus, check. Like, let's dive deeper. You shouldn't say that Johnny has difficulty with hitting, screaming, running, attacking. Hmm spitting on whatever spitting on others (laughs) biting it's not the action that let me rephrase it's not what they're doing it's the problem underneath it all so you're trying to get to like the root okay not the action not the outcome but like what's underneath it all okay does that make sense kind of because you're saying it's not johnny has difficulty with not hitting people it's Johnny has, what would the, what would Here, the let me the use this example. Be? So it's like, Johnny has a difficulty getting started on the double digit division problem in math. Mm-hmm. It's not, Johnny has difficulty getting started on the double digit division problem in math. Therefore, he is throwing his paper across the room. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Like you're not yeah. throwing the, the, behavior. the behavior in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or Johnny has difficulty getting started on his math worksheet. Therefore, he runs out of the classroom screaming. Mm. Okay. The first part's fine. Yeah. It's the second part where you're adding in the behavior. So don't gotcha. add the behavior in there. What if a child just, if just like if you have a child that just plays a game and they like to hit a lot, would that be just a completely different well, thing? Well, there might be an unsolved problem in there. Like, okay. I had a child who used really rough hands on the playground. Okay. But it was because that was a cultural norm mm-hmm. for him. And therefore, we had to help him understand that, like, we can't be doing it. Like, and he yeah. just didn't know better. He okay. was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah. good to know. Mm. Um, was it still a problem? Yeah. <laughs> so there's probably more to the story there. Yes. Because I didn't go through the ALSUP. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, guideline two says that the unsolved problem should contain no adult theories about the cause of the unsolved problem. Mm-hmm. Basically, just don't put your two cents in because it probably is wrong. Yes. You're so also, I just think of this because mm-hmm. we are not doctors and we cannot diagnose anything. Oh my God. Yes. Do not say it's because they have dyslexia. No, you should never, mm. ever or tell ADHD. a parent that I think your child has so-and-so. I no. notice that your child has difficulty staying focused. Do yes. you notice that at home? Yes. Yes. Okay. Here's what you can do if you seek, if you want to yes. seek help. See, like, Or here's what I'm doing to help. This is what I'm doing to help if you want try this at home um we also can we tell people to see a pediatrician we can right i mean we shouldn't it's like a very fine line yeah a very fine line if you're seeing like huge huge things right i think i don't think you can say like verbatim you should go see a pediatrician okay but more so like if this concerns you you are more 
more than welcome more than welcome to bring this up to your pediatrician okay the next time you go yeah so okay. it's a good question but yeah, yeah you should never refer parents to a pediatrician you should never diagnose a child self-diagnose a child with you should anything I, I think the biggest one is like I think your child has dyslexia or I think yes. your child has ADHD ADD, ADD ODD, ODD. OCD, all, of them. all the things you are not a doctor no you you could very well see it and like I I full heart like wholeheartedly knew that I had a student with dyslexia but I would have never told her mom that because I'm not a doctor therefore I cannot tell her that your child has dyslexia right exactly and your best thing the best thing to do is to continuously keep in contact with the parent about and, that and keep um data on them if yes. you if you see dyslexia there, then keep data on it so that when the time comes, you can back it up yes. with data. That's such a good point. Thanks. But in regards to the ALSUP, don't attach your theories to the unsolved problem. Mm-hmm. So what this shouldn't look like is don't say Johnny has difficulty using the software on the computer during math because he comes from a tough home situation Uh, okay (laughs) like get rid of everything after the because yes the first part of it's really good and specific johnny doesn't know how to use the software like that's a problem Mm -hmm. just because he comes from a tough home does not make that why yeah so don't add your two cents because you're more than likely going to be wrong the third guideline says that the unsolved problems should be split rather than clumped up I like to think of this part as be as specific as possible. Like when we're, when we were in our masters and writing objectives, Mm -hmm. they're like, be specific. (laughs) You're going to use that knowledge here. Yes. Be (laughs) specific. Yeah. A clumped example would be Johnny has difficulty writing. Also, I think I keep using Johnny because of that one British dude on TikTok. Johnny. Johnny. Yes. I think that's why. Let's do Timothy because that's a fun name. In a British accent because that's... No, just like use the name Timothy. Oh my gosh, so random. Timothy. I'm just going to say because I thought it was hilarious. Um, I was babysitting over the weekend for like the whole weekend and I called Oh, Matt. the two bestest kids oh, ever, by the way. I, the most amazing children and I told them their parents that too. I said, I will literally babysit for you anytime. But yes. I called I called Matt because I hadn't talked to him in like 24 hours at least oh my oh, on the phone at least and so I called him he goes hey remember me and I was like what was your name again he goes it's Jimothy and I was like Jimothy you say let's use that one I like Jimothy Jimmy um yeah they are the best kids ever oh yeah I just easily yeah where was I I'm sorry no um, I love the tangent I was talking about clumped examples did I already say it difficulty I don't think I said it I don't think so go for okay, it okay 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 so bad example. Don't do this. Jimothy. Jimothy. Jimothy has difficulty writing. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Tell me more, please. <laughs> That's like when a child says little to no answer and yes. you're, like, you're like, okay, okay and, and what else? <laughs> you need to be specific. So Jimothy Jimothy has difficulty writing the paragraphs in writer's workshop okay so at least we've nailed down like a time of day where this is happening yes this might make your list of unsolved problems super long Mm -hmm. and guess what that's fine because that's how you're gonna get to the real root of it all and Mm -hmm. like actually help them develop skills that they need so the unsolved problem should be as specific as possible which is guideline four you need to include details with whom, over what, where, and when the unsolved problem is occurring. You need to ponder what the expectation or what expectation the student is really having trouble meeting. So don't say that Jandice has difficulty with the word no, because <laughs> that's telling you nothing. That's a behavior. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, it's saying- a behavior, but it's also a theory. Okay. Like yeah. Jandice doesn't know how to not say no double (laughs) negative only knows the word no (laughs) which is a theory maybe it's janice has difficulty with the word no when i tell her to clean up after special yeah because then you're like okay what's happening after special like is it the transition is it the walk yeah so the alsup should be conducted between you and whoever else is interacting with the child on a regular basis i wouldn't necessarily say that you need to bring in specials personally um but like yeah, depends 
Yeah, it depends. Like, maybe they're only acting out in PE mm. or art or what have you. Yeah. But for our school, at least, we would have to include the TA because we both see them equally. Yeah. So sometimes that's super the, important. Sometimes the TA sees them more, especially if it's, like, working one-on-one with that kid. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And at lunch and at recess. Mm-hmm. Like, anyone who sees that child on the regular – also, if you're really lucky, you should involve the parents mm-hmm. in this conversation. If a parent can get on board and dive deep with you, that's your best plan. Mm-hmm. Like, use them to your advantage. Um, you know that's not always going to happen. Yeah. But if it can, great. Absolutely take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's, like, major, major, you can even involve admin. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think about our admin team, maybe yeah. our ESS team, whoever is like dealing with this child on a consistent basis. Yes. You should all be involved in the ALSUP discussion meeting, uncovering what skills that they're lacking. Mm-hmm. So great. Now that you've conducted that, like carve out significant time for that mm-hmm. because I can think of a couple of students where that could easily take like an hour yeah. to dive into. So set, a t- set aside time for that. The book mentioned throughout, like, yes, this seems time consuming, but it saves you time on the back end Mm -hmm. because you're not dealing with the behavior all the time. Yeah. So figure out what's going wrong. From there, you have step two. Now, step two is called plan B, and I'll explain why it's called plan B. But when this airs on Monday, I will also post on the Instagram, like, Step one, step two, do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. Step two A, step two B. Like, <laughs> oh, I literally mapped it out because it can be confusing. Yeah, didn't you create your own like... I did. ...little thing for this? I did. I did. Cause I told Taylor's them I'm going to send it in to them. Taylor's a type A. Dude, it's been to the so max. bad. Especially <laughs> over summer. I'm like planning my trips. I'm like, okay, this is where I'm going to eat for... Of course, I start with food. Always. That's, you always start with food. You have to. There's <laughs> no other way. And then you plan your day around the food. Of course. Anywho. She also bought a uh, maid of honor um, checklist. Oh it's like a 60 page Dude, I'm just showing you It's so good. <laughs> I know. I'm type A. A literal psychopath. <laughs> anyway. Is there like too much of a type A? There's like a, I feel like there should be a type extremist. A plus plus, you know? <laughs> Like an A plus plus type A. <laughs> type A plus 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 plus. It's fine. I'm like a type A minus is what I am. Yeah. But you are like a type A. Yeah. Definitely. But I definitely, just think I'm on the extreme side of things. I think you are as well. I know my family does not love that. But hey, it's helpful when I go on vacations with you. So. Yeah. See, but you like that. My, I love it. My sisters hate it because they don't like to do things. Oh, okay. They like to just like chill. I like letting you take over so that yeah. I do. I do like to chill, but I also appreciate. But we appreciate, have the right amount of chill. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Most the of the time. The right amount of chill. Most of the time. Not all of the time. <laughs> Not all the time. So step two is called plan B. Like I think I've said at least 18 times. Mm-hmm. But before I dive into plan B, yes. you need to know what plan A and plan C are because those are also important to talk about. So plan A. So, okay, back up. (laughs) That's my rewind. Oh my gosh. I just realized that kids don't know what the rewind sound sounds like on like a VHS. That's so true. My gosh. Yeah. They have no idea because they've never had to actually rewind a tape. Have you seen videos of the The difference between when you play, like pretend that you're picking up a phone and how we Mm -hmm. do this Mm -hmm. with that? And she's holding up her thumb and her pinky, by the way, like a home, uh, what do you call it? A home phone. Yeah. But like the the old classic ones like that. You can't see my hands. The little dial. But you, anybody over the age of what, 20, what age would you have to be to know what phone, like what that phone looks like? I think Kennedy, who's 20 still goes like that yeah okay but like kids these days know it as this chunky the holding your cell phone yeah it's so messed up it's so bizarre anyway so weird random but yes rewind what are you rewinding to um (laughs) (laughs) it's a good question um let me think oh yeah yeah yeah. plan b okay the types of plans so you've done your alsup right that's what i was rewinding to like okay step one check you've met with your co-workers co-teachers now plan 
A, B, and C falls next. Plan A over here, I'm moving my left hand in a circle. Yes. Plan A is when you impose a solution onto a child. So what's his name? Jimothy? Jimothy. Jimothy calls out, therefore, I've decided that he's going to stay in for recess. Mm Mm-hmm. Jimothy didn't do his homework. Therefore, he's going to do homework outside. I've decided these things. My solutions have been put onto you as a child. I am the adult. You are the child. I am the authority. You are my subordinate. Is that the word? Subordinate? Yeah. Like you are my lesser. Yeah. Bah. You are my lesser. That's plan A. Okay. Guess what? Don't do it. There are people (laughs) that do that. I know. We know darn well. Stop doing it. Um... It doesn't work. No. It's authoritarian. Mm-hmm. And we all know that that's just not the way things go. Obviously, yeah. if like safety is involved, mm-hmm. that's another story. Use your common sense. We know these things. But when a child misses their homework, no one's um, getting hurt there. So yeah. there's no, no need safety. for you to impose a solution onto a child mm-hmm. to help them solve a problem because you're not helping them solve any problems. Yeah. You're just telling them this, this is, is the your, consequence. This is your punishment. <laughs> So then you have plan B, which plan B is like the Goldilocks, right? Uh, plan A is too hot. Spot. Yeah. Plan C is too, too cold. <laughs> is it fine? <laughs> it's fine. Okay. And then, yeah, plan B is the just right. The Goldilocks thing. Gotcha. So plan B is when problems are solved collaboratively rather than unilaterally. Okay. So this basically means that adults and children are working together to come to a solution that's manageable for both of them Mm -hmm. they both agree they both think it's a great idea they both can actually pour time and effort into it Mm -hmm. this helps because it helps the kid understand the adult's concerns it helps them as a child express their concerns they open up they talk they let you know what's going on in their world and then they can work together to create this solution Mm -hmm. that's going to work for both party so that's the one that we're going to dive into in part two. Okay. What that looks like unfolded. Gotcha. Because that is detailed mm-hmm. and has to be done. And I know it sounds intimidating in like a sequential order, but it's it's almost a natural sequential order. So don't okay. be freaked out by like how detailed it is. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good when we get into it. Okay. And then plan C on the other end. Here's my right hand moving is when a problem is temporarily set aside just for a moment. Mm-hmm. So that's when you're like kind of prioritizing the issues, right? Like Johnny didn't do his homework, but he's also flipping desks, right? Mm-hmm. Like obviously you're going to handle flipping that, desks yeah. before you handle the fact that he's not doing his homework. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got to use your common sense. Yeah. But it's just temporarily, temporarily putting something off to come back to it later after you've kind of built the bridge the solution to whatever he was lacking in he or she was lacking in before gotcha I feel like I did so much better this time oh a hundred percent that was so, much easier to just follow so you all have context to like Taylor said we, we recorded this episode already and I would I will say I was genuinely like lost a little lost I was lost speaking yeah it just like it didn't and my flow. brain I mean my brain wasn't there fully but I wasn't like it just wasn't sinking in. But this no. has sunk its way in. Okay, good. It's. it's I there. feel like it helped talk through it once through yeah. and then like adjust yes. as necessary. Yes. I learned from my mistakes. Well, and hopefully <laughs> you all are following along as well. I hope so. I, I hope think the so. visual will help too. Like it I'll will. post the visual. Yeah. yeah. And obviously the visual will show things that you haven't learned yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Alana, shout out to Alana. She Gosh. read this book and she said it was phenomenal and that every teacher should read it. I feel like this should be like embedded into our PDs and stuff, which mm-hmm. I think our school is going to do this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a great book. And I do want to read a quick blurb okay. because I mentioned Love and Logic earlier. Mm-hmm. So what's cool about this book is within one chapter – the author starts kind of like by defining the things that he wants to cover in the chapter. Mm-hmm. Then he goes into a Q&A. I don't know where he pulls the Q&A from. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's speaking or if this is like emailed in or what. But then he goes into this continuous narrative of this boy who's in, I think, middle school going through 
Okay. Like trying to solve unsolved problems with mm. his teacher and admin and all that stuff. Okay. It's really cool. But in one of the question and answer sessions later on in the book, someone asked, are there any similarities to the love and logic program? And Ross wrote back or spoke back and he said only on the surface, the love and logic program does place an emphasis on empathizing with kids, which mm-hmm. we will talk about in plan B, but the empathy utilized in this program, AKA love and logic is primarily of the emergent and perfunctory variety. It isn't aimed at gathering information or understanding kids concerns i thought was really interesting so he's saying basically like love and logic is good mm-hmm. on like a surface level okay. but it doesn't dive deep into what's going on mm-hmm. okay. like it's not you're not sitting down and discussing with the child like what is lacking mm-hmm. what do you need from me so the problem solving that takes place between kids and adults in this program love and logic isn't aimed at reaching mutually satisfactory solutions. Mm. It's kind of one A or plan A sided where we impose something mm-hmm. on them, which I agree and I disagree with, right? Because yeah. like a lot of the times it's what are you going to do about it? Like what yeah. is your plan of I action? Still, yeah, I do think love and logic places a lot of it on the student, not us. But it also isn't always, well, I guess when done well, it's supposed to be mutual, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's supposed to be, you didn't do your homework. Oh, what are you going to do about it? Oh, I'll do it tonight for homework you know, or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it has to be mutual, but it's not always. And then he goes on to say that the love and logic program relies heavily on adult imposed consequences. Mm. So I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> but yeah. Cool. Next time I'll go dive deep into plan B Yeah. because that's like the hearty chunk of it all big big chunk yeah because that's when you involve the child Mm -hmm. and you two are sitting down discussing and it really does like grow your relationship with a child and just to like preface it you have to have a relationship with a child for any of this to oh, work. yeah I like mean, if you've pushed this child off good mm-hmm. luck <laughs> that's you all i'm gonna can't, say yeah. you can't and it, you're not gonna they're not gonna open up to you in the way that you need them to for mm-hmm. this to work yeah so that's all i got for today well cool yeah next week we'll we'll do the big the big, big b <laughs> the big b the big Plan b. b dude i've been so productive today good job i just I don't really, like, know what to do with the rest of my day now. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to be bored. Uh, Maybe I can edit this. Yeah. You you have to go back to cupcakes and baking. Mm, Cooking. They're cooking um, breakfast foods today. (gasps) Wait. I thought it was all baking. Nope. I ask you this every year and I always get There's always an aspect of baking every day, but they have Monday is breakfast foods. Cute. Tuesday is summer picnic. Wednesday is healthy snacks, and then Thursday is cupcake wars. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I love that. So they're doing different things every day. So cute! It's adorable. Hey, what's your positive today? Um, you know, I was just thinking about that <laughs> because last time we recorded this, take one, I was like, "This is future thinking." I'm excited about wedding dress shopping, but let uh... me tell you, <laughs> I'm kind of glad we're re-recording this because wedding dress shopping with you was like the highlight the most magical that's yes. my positive for yes. sure i <laughs> cried like a baby same i have to like post the picture of no you. don't even <laughs> oh my god it's so i was bad. scrolling through okay so that's my positive we went wedding dress <laughs> shopping and i told taylor i told my mom i said do not let me buy a dress i'm yeah. going to like find one that I like if I really like it then I'll go like I'll go to another shop like whatever I wanted to keep my options yeah. open Rightfully so, so we I tried on the first one I tried on I liked a lot yes I really liked that one I did too and I made your mom cry which was super sweet yeah my mom I think it was my like mom, the emotion of seeing my mom was dress. starting to cry when I tried on those like ripped oh like God. old dresses so I think just so seeing me in a wedding dress yes. got her emotional for sure um it, even like me a little bit but I didn't like 
cry when I tried on the first one <laughs> and then I tried on a few more you know my stylist was great she she was awesome. she gave me different varieties so that I can at least try on a fitted one a mermaid one uh whatever it was all just the options and then what was it probably the sixth or seventh dress mm-hmm. I tried on just fell in love yes. to the point of like tears there I cried tears. you cried my mom cried I saw Anna like <laughs> not crying, crying but crying and it just was I don't know I've never like I was worried I wasn't gonna have that moment mm-hmm. but I had it once and then tried on a, a couple others and then put that one yes. back on and then had that moment again yep so like even my <laughs> stylist was like for you to cry the second time you put it on like that says a lot totally. and so I just I yeah I was like there's no way I'm gonna like anything more than this Mm-mm. one and I don't even want to try anything else on no I wanted to keep that dress on all day it was literally perfect it was the most perfect dress and guess who picked it out I did <laughs> <laughs> Taylor oh picked it don't out. talk about it because I'm gonna cry again Taylor picked it, it out so from good. the start and um yeah <sighs> It was you like, know me. we got there early yeah. and Maddie and I were like browsing around mm-hmm. and I was like, walked over to this one section. I was like, Maddie, Maddie, come here right now. Mm-hmm. And like, I knew Skylar's budget going into it. Yeah. And I was like, dude, this dress was, mm, we have to like get her to try it on. Yeah. But then I'm awkward and I like, don't know how to ask people to uh-huh. like pull a dress. Like yeah. I've never been wedding dress shopping before. Yeah. So I was, we like sat in our little area. We're trying all the dresses, whatever. And then she she being Skylar goes back to change I was like Maddie we need to like get this dress on her we just need to like try it out Mm -hmm. and Maddie went and grabbed it and brought it to the consultant and Mm -hmm. she tried it on and I was like we're done (laughs) we're done mic drop (laughs) I have the ugliest cry but it's in the photos but it's so bad it explains like our friendship (laughs) that yeah the fact that you saw that dress and knew that that's what I would love and then perfect and and then like your face when I was trying it on and then I've just never felt that like I hate to say just like that beautiful in something before and they do the whole like you walk and like there's like three mirrors in front of me and they helped they gave me a veil and a bouquet and um I just like looked at myself and just started crying so it was about magical it was a magical beautiful moment yes if you are in the Phoenix area and you need a wedding dress place to go to go to wedding bells yes on Alma School and Elliot it was perfect they're a little cute little small boutique business and they're just so great and accommodating and yes and friendly friendly and and it was just there were so many dresses too oh yeah I was so happy with their selection oh yeah like they have a ton of dresses and then Skylar booked what is it the premiere the premiere the premiere which put us in the back yeah like kind of away from everybody else highly suggest I thought that was like yeah so smart it was worth worth the little extra money uh yeah and we got like champagne champagne and cookies and it was so cute yeah it was it was a beautiful beautiful weekend I couldn't stop looking at the pictures all weekend long every time I would pull up my phone I would just like look at the pictures oh you better make sure that Matt doesn't find your phone I know I told well I told him and I actually showed my brother the picture (laughs) and he um being the goofball that he is like can't take him too seriously sometimes but I showed him the picture he goes oh that's that's my sister he goes I'm so happy for you and I like he like was genuine like oh. it doesn't he do, that does not happen often no. for him to be like it doesn't he looks at he looked at me he goes Skylar I I'm so happy for you that's you look like that's my sister like he, and he's my oh younger my brother so it was like it was very sweet and he's so goofy like he that's is. like he's for him to like get on a, like that kind of level for a yeah. hot second is well huge. and he cried when he watched our engagement video oh. too I didn't see it but my mom said he cried when he when my, I'm done the engagement, I'm gonna so. be a wreck I'm oh gonna, yes I'm Skylar's maid of honor y'all <laughs> did you say that last episode I don't know. I maybe. You did, but did I? I think, think you're so. right. I think you're right. It was my highlight. Yeah. But yeah. Just so I was, excited. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to be very emotional. Uh, yeah. I've been like super emotional. You just lately. got like two birds that hit the windows. Oh, <laughs> that happened the other day. Not bad, but it's so sad. 
but yeah, anyway, wedding things. Um, if you have like suggestions for wedding maid of honor things, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> it's my first go round, so she's already killing it. Sam, <laughs> yeah, printing off all my to do lists. Love it. Good stuff. <laughs> all right, stay tuned next week for part D. And um, oh yeah, follow us if you don't. Oh, if you choose to, yeah. You should definitely. You should try do that. it sometime. It's great. We posted the pictures from wedding bells. That we so did. There you go. You can just look at their stuff there. But yep. that's teachers underscore talk underscore podcast. And you can email us teachers talk pod at gmail dot com. You should maybe if you really like us, maybe you review us and <gasps> yeah, please review yeah. us. That'd, That'd be, be cool. awesome. Be cool. I'd love to see that because then it like bumps our name up because there's a ton of teachers talk. Don't ask me why. I don't even know if they're like still podcasting, but there's like a lot of them though. We would love it to have our name bumped up the list yeah. just so we can reach lots and lots of humans and, you know, help them stay in teaching and inspire them and work with them and learn from them and all that good stuff. Sweet. All right. Cool. See you next week. Bye, y'all. Good night.